0: Lights, Camera, Asia. A look at Asian culture and history through the lens of cinema. Hello and welcome back to Lights, Camera, Asia. Now, in the past few months that we've been doing the show, we've looked at films made in Taiwan, and in the last few weeks, we've shifted our eye to Japan and look at one of their modern classics, The Departures. Starting from this week, we are going to once again shift our attention to another continent, to Hong Kong, China. We're going to look at a film which is arguably one of the most well-known and most highly acclaimed film that's ever come out of Hong Kong, which is In the Mood for Love, or Huayang Nianhua, as it is known in Chinese. It is a romantic drama film written, produced, and directed by Wang Wai. Wang is one of the most well-known Asian filmmakers around the world. He is just darling in the independent film scene and I think for very good reasons. See, when you think about it, most of the well-known films are known for their epic set pieces, historical plots, or action setups. In short, most films that are well know are big blockbusters. But Wong doesn't make those films. He's known for making slow-paced, beautifully shot and painstakingly edited, well-crafted, and poetic films. Among the Chinese audience, his film is very often known for their exquisite setting and memorable quotes, which often, in very short sentences, sum up the character's mindset and the situation that they're in. For Western audience and film critics, although the beauty of the language is lost somewhat in translation, the beautiful costumes and cinematography and the way his camera lens moves to tell stories is highly acclaimed. And this one is arguably his chef, dove, his masterpiece. Opened in 2000 at the Cannes Film Festival, um, it was nominated for Palme d'Or, which is the equivalent of the best picture at the Oscars. And uh, Tony Leung, which is the uh, main actor of the film, uh, was nominated and eventually awarded for Best Actor, making him the first actor coming out of Hong Kong to win the award. According to many lists compiled by both Asian and Western film critics, In the Mood for Love is frequently listed as one of the greatest films made of all time. In 2016, in a survey conducted by the BBC, it was voted the second best film of the 21st century Uh, voted by 177 film critics from all around the world. And at this point, you might be thinking, what just, what makes this film so great? What makes it so universally praised, not just in Asia where the film is made, where it's culturally better understood, but also by Western audience? Well, in the following couple of weeks, we're gonna again make in-depth dive into the film in order to try to find out for ourselves what makes this film so great. This week, we're going to look at the film's plot and, arguably more importantly, how the film tells its plot. In the upcoming weeks, we're going to look at the film's imagery. It's very highly acclaimed, the costume design, the way director Wong Kar-wai uses music and how he tells story through the use of music and convey a different mood, and the cinematography, how the film is shot. So, without further ado, let's get into the world of In the Mood for Love. Uh. <laughs> hey, In a title card sequence at the beginning of the film, the movie maker directly tells us the time and setting of the film story. The year was 1962, and this story takes place in Hong Kong. The film opens on a rather noisy sequence, as you just heard a moment ago. It is moving day, and the movers are bringing in books, furnitures, appliances for two different families who are moving into two neighboring apartments. Now, to help us better understand the film, um, it is worth noting that Hong Kong is a very, very small place. It was back in those days, it is more so now. So people, even people with families, tend to move into very small apartments, and at a time where Hong Kong hasn't seen the economic boom that it's seen in later years, in 1962, several small apartments on the same floor are often managed by one same landlord. And you will often have a nanny uh, that's shared by the several uh, people who occupy these several apartments. And you will often have a cook that's also shared by the people living in these several apartments. And in some cases, people, tenants... Uh, in these apartments have to come out and share one toilet and one kitchen when they want to cook. So um, this very uh, different housing setup sort of give the tenants in these apartments a lot of opportunities to run into each other and to socialize. And much like those who live in a small village, people who live on the same floor, who live so closely to one another, can very easily know the schedule and the whereabouts of their neighbors. Because by living so close, you simply can't help but seeing when your neighbor is going off to work and when they come back. And by extension, you know the wife and husband they have, the attire that they dress in, the kind of job they do, etc. So it is on this moving day where Mr. Joe, our male protagonist, meets Miss Chen. They're both moving in to this new apartment building, and they're about to become neighbors. They give each other each a brief introduction, and they move on with their lives. But obviously, the story is about a change in a fashion that neither one of them can expect. Accompanied by a beautiful music score, uh, we see a montage a, with slow motion where people walk in and out of a room where they play mahjong, which is like a chess game. Like I said earlier, Since the tenants on the same floor tend to know the same landlord, they tend to socialize with one another together. And uh, playing mahjong, uh, especially among the people in Hong Kong and in southern China, is a very common way for people to sit down and socialize and talk with one another. And it is in this sequence that we see the husband of Miss Chen, which is Mr. Chen, for the first time. Except we don't much see him. We see him from the back and we see Ms. Chen amicably hugging him while they're playing the game together. In a quick conversation following that, we hear that Mr. Chen frequently has to travel outside of Hong Kong to Japan for work. In this particular moment, towards the beginning of the film, he's about to set off again, and Ms. Chen asks him whether he has to go for that long to Japan, to which he responded, "Well, I have to go, the boss asked me to do so. Although, due to the limitation of this radio show, you can't see the sequence visually, and uh, I guess some of you probably don't understand the language, but I guess from the subtle tones of the actors and the actresses, I bet you can still hear that Miss Chen is much more emotionally involved in this partnership than her husband is. He seems somewhat aloof, distant towards her. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, like. And in this sequence, following that, we see the wife of Mr. Joe, which is Miss Joe who made an appearance for the first time. Although just like Miss Chen's husband, Mr. Joe's wife also doesn't show her face. We see her through a window, making a phone call to her husband, asking him to take a vacation out so the two can go on a tour. And she jokingly says, if we don't travel, and if we have to wait any longer for this, I'm going to go with someone else. In this short sequence, we can see or rather hear that there is subtle uh, difference in tones of uh, these two in a couple as well. Mr. Chen is patient, amicable towards his wife, and the wife is a little impatient on the other hand. At this stage, we can tell that the two neighboring couples, although they seem okay on the surface, clearly are each having their issues. 我聽到旁邊有聲 In the following sequences, we can see that the partners in each couple get to see one another less and less often. Between Mr. and Mrs. Chan, the reason seems apparent, at least superficially so. Mr. Chan has to travel to Japan more and more frequently and for longer and longer durations. And alarmingly, he seems to care about this less and less. On the other hand, Mr. Joe seems to miss the schedule to uh, pick up his wife uh, once she gets off work. And in a rare sequence, Miss Chen and Miss Joe meets in their home. Like I said, they're neighbors, and they run into one another at a very unusual hour. Miss Chen said in the conversation we just hear just now that uh, she didn't expect um, Mrs. Joe to return to home so early and her tone seems hesitant and her eyes gleaming it seems like she has suspected something i'll save you the suspense something has happened between mr chan and miss joe they're having an affair we'll continue our coverage of the film's story in the next week's episode for lights camera asia i'm jake chan thank you for listening